Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. All right, it is Thursday, September 15. Matt and Kim here in the Victory Point recording studio, uh, surrounded by sound panels and high-tech equipment. How are you doing today, Kim? I'm doing well, thank you. All right. I do like this new high-tech equipment. Yeah, I'm getting used to it. We have earphones and everything. Yeah. Y- you sound awesome. Thanks, you do too. Yeah, do I sound like uh, like a deeper, more masculine kind of voice than normal? You sound like normal to me. Oh, we should use some sound effects. I think there's sound effects if we could figure it out. Um, Hey, yeah, it's mid-September already. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we're recording this on September 8, but hopefully uh, Michigan won this past Saturday against Hawaii, right? Yeah, I hope so. It's a home game again. Yeah. I was going to say if it's in Hawaii, maybe Dwight and Betsy could go because as we're recording this and... Uh, this weekend, Dwight and Betsy are still in Hawaii on their trip. And uh, But even if they were playing in Hawaii, I bet Dwight and Betsy would not go see Michigan play when you can just enjoy Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. I, so Dwight I and Betsy, hope you're listening. Uh, hope you're getting rest and recreation. Um, we look forward to having you guys back with us. Um, so, yeah, Thursdays we typically like to begin our podcast just practicing gratitude because the Bible says to give thanks in all circumstances. So what's something you're thankful for today, Kim? Yeah, um, that one was an easy one, and normally I struggle with it. But um, just an answer to prayer mm-hmm. as Kylie went off to college. Um, I know there was nerves that went into that, and from for all of us, really. Um, but I know she was really anxious and nervous about whether or not she would make connections with people, which is interesting because mm-hmm. she's... Yeah, she's very outgoing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was an unfounded unfounded fear, but um, it was just cool to get some text messages early on mm. saying, hey, mom, I had this like little God sighting type deal, you know, like I don't remember exactly how she worded it, but um, obviously as a mom and your kid's going off into a world unknown, it's... Mm-hmm. It was refreshing and encouraging to know that she was still seeing God show up in different ways, um, just little ways. But it was just cool that she texted those to me so that I could feel a little bit more reassured that yeah, God's got this and he's going to do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that this, as you described Kylie, like it's almost as if she's, living with an anticipation and expectation um, that, that there will be God sightings, that, that God is with her and around her, and she's living with her eyes elevated and uh, looking for that. So that's awesome. Yeah. 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 And for me, like, uh, like I said, we're recording this on September 8th. So last night, September 7th, um, the Victory Point staff and elders and spouses all came over to my house for dinner. And then we just spent time on my deck praying, just praying for Victory Point, praying for the fall season, praying for our kids' ministries and our youth ministries and um, our older generation and everybody in between and praying for the, the um, for, for God just to, to move with, with power among us this fall and to send us out into the harvest. And 
I just looked around, you know, that crew last night just with great gratitude. Um, I'm so blessed to work with who I work with and to be part of this church family. And uh, I'm just grateful for our leadership teams here at Victory Point and just their, their willingness to give lots of time to prayer. Um, so I'm just grateful in my heart today for that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, today we move out of the book of Genesis and now into the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 3 and 4 is our passages for today. And um, those are way too long to read in one podcast episode. So what we're going to do today is uh, we're actually going to let our, our three questions take us into Scripture. Um, so these three questions that we use that hopefully are becoming familiar now uh, in week two of our Bible reading plan and podcast, they, they come from a, a really simple um, Bible study method called the Discovery Bible Study. And it's, um, it, it's as simple as just taking a, a chunk of Scripture and asking the same questions about it every time you read a chunk of scripture. Like, what do we discover about God? What do we discover about ourselves? What's one step of obedience we can take in response to this? Now, Discovery Bible Study has a couple more questions that you can incorporate into it. We're just going really simple in our Bible reading plan and in our podcast, just using these three questions. These are, these are methods and questions that anybody anywhere can use and apply and lead out with. You don't have to be a professional. Um, this is meant to be reproducible, to put in the hands of everyday people, to help everyday people disciple everyday people. Um, the Discovery Bible Study. And if you read about it, it's being um, multiplied across the world. And uh, the church is multiplying in incredible ways, like especially in persecuted countries through everyday people just doing this with, with other believers and even non-believers becoming believers through this process. So... That's why we're using that, and uh, we're just going to use those questions today to take us into the Scripture. So our first question we like to just consider as we read a passage is, and what do we learn about God in this passage? So um, Exodus 3 and 4, you know, it's, it's Moses in the burning bush, and, and Moses having conversations with God about being sent back to God's people in Egypt and then returning to Egypt. Um, what did you discover about God in these two chapters, Kim? Yeah, I think um, the first thing that I caught um, as I was thinking about those questions was, what does it say about God? Well, God pretty definitively says what is to be said about him. Mm -hmm. um, in verse 14 um, of chapter 3 is where um, I'll just read it. Yeah. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Mm. So God's pretty much just, I mean, I don't know if you can sum it up any better than like just that, right? God just is saying, this is who I am. I am like the, I am. <laughs> there might not be any other place in this whole story of God that summarizes who God is more succinctly than you just noticed. Yeah. Like what does it say about God? He is. He just is. Yeah. Right on. I mean, there's a whole lot, right, yeah. that you could add to that in, like, behind the I am. Mm -hmm. That would be descriptive of that. Mm -hmm. But, like, that just, it, just a quick short summary of who I am. Yeah. I am. All, everything that's good and powerful and mighty and holy and awesome, that's who I am. Yep. I'm all those things. All those words, like you said, you know, I'm provider. I am salvation. I am your refuge. I am your shield. Like, that's who I am. I'm, yep. I'm all of that and more than you could put into human words. Yeah, that's probably why it was shortened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
for me, it was um, in verses 7 and 8 of chapter 3. You know, Moses uh, is cruising along, you know, minding his own business, tending his father-in-law's flock, and then he encounters this bush that's burning but not burning up. He goes and investigates, and, um, and this is what God says to him in, in chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. The Lord said to Moses, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, which is the land, incidentally, that he was showing Abram, you know, that we yeah. looked at already earlier this week. Like, I'm going to now bring them back into this land some 400 years later. But to me, what I learned about God and what I just was good for me to just be reminded of is um, God sees, God hears, God cares, and God comes. I mean, I, I don't know what moments, you know, or situations or circumstances uh, or battles, you know, those listening um, are experiencing right now, those across the table from each other speaking are, are experiencing right now. But we have a God who sees and he, he sees like when we're suffering, um, he hears our cries, he's concerned and he comes. Now he comes in his way, in his time. But he's a God who sees, hears, cares, and, and comes to us. And uh, that's what I just was reminded of and appreciated about God in this story. Yeah, I think I had the overarching um, theme, too, is that God is the great orchestrator mm. of all things. Um, you know, you mentioned like 400 years mm -hmm. before this, Abraham was told that he was going to go into this land. He mm -hmm. was also told that it was not going to be pleasant for that 400 years. Mm -hmm. Like God had that whole thing in plan. Like okay. everything that yeah. God planned had happened as he said it would. Um, and then here we get to Moses and Moses is who he uses to, you know, get the people free from mm -hmm. the Egyptians to continue his plan. Um, and so I think that just realizing that God is the one who's orchestrating all of these things. Um, I think it was in verse 18 of chapter three. Um, it, it, he even says, because, of course, Moses is questioning mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. this is going to yep. go down. Um, and God says, the elders of Israel will listen to you. Then you and the elders are to go to the king of Egypt and say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. Um, and, I mean, just goes on mm -hmm. to lay out in detail mm -hmm. how this is all going to play out. So... This is God's plan. Yeah. And then it does actually get carried out in chapter four, exactly how God had said, this is how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, even down to, here's how the elders are going to respond. Here's how Pharaoh's going to respond. And then here's how you're going to respond to all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, so just realizing that, like, God is orchestrating all of it. Like, mm -hmm. all the elders, then their responses. He's orchestrating how Pharaoh responds. Um, it, it's almost like just mind-boggling to me, I guess, to think that God is controlling mm -hmm. all of that. You know, mm -hmm. it's going to play out how he has it planned to play out. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, it makes me think of, you know, what we're talking about in this season of our Bible reading plan. We're looking at the 
the meta narrative, the big story of God. Like I, I think what we're, we're what you're saying to me sounds like like in the, in the big story, it's actually already written. Like God knows. He knows it. He he knows where he's going with everything. He knows what it's leading to. He knows what he's up to. We're experiencing it in real time, you know, page by page, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. And um, so we might not always trust it. We might not always like it. Um, we're not always going to have the perspective that he has, but he is trustworthy because he's a good author. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. You know, he knows what he's doing um, I like how Louis Giglio sometimes talks about God, how his, his heart is good and his arms are strong. We can rest in that. You know, we can trust in that even when what we're experiencing in the moment, in the moment might be, um, you know, oppression or, or battle or, you know, slavery or suffering. Um, God knows what he's doing and he's up to something that's trustworthy. Um, yeah. So what do we discover about like humanity, about people? Um, who are part of this story, you know, who are participants in this story. Yeah, so I had um, one thing that kind of stood out to me, and I think you probably would testify to just how we came about in this podcast Mm -hmm. arrangement. Um, I can be like Moses. Mm. And in chapter 4, verse 10, um, we have Moses speaking back to God Uh uh, after God tells him what he's going to do. Um, Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Moses was making excuses mm-hmm. for why he couldn't do what God was telling him he's going to do and he's going to equip him to do. Yeah. Um, I think in the NLT it actually uses the words tongue-tied mm-hmm. or get my words tangled. Um, and I think, obviously, as this played out, I had insecurities about this new plan for the Bible reading plan and the podcast and how that was all going to work. Um, and so that was my, like, crying out to God, like, God, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is so far beyond what I feel like I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and graciously, you had offered to do a little bit of role reversal, which helps. Um, but man, that was like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I could have been more bold and and just jumped right into it instead of questioning and saying, I don't think you got the right person, God. Like, you need somebody else, you know, yeah. which is what Moses was doing. Yeah. I, I, I respect and um, just love your vulnerability there. You know, because I think it's relatable for all of us, maybe in different contexts. But, you know, I, I think what I learn and resonate with with you, um, uh, what we see in Moses, we see in all of us that we're a people of what ifs and I can't. You know, um, in chapter four, verse one, you know, Moses, after being after God tells him, like, I'm going to send you to the elders of Israel back in Egypt. And here's what you're going to say to him. And Moses is like, but what if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen to me? You know, what do I say? And so the God gives them some, okay, here's some signs. Like what's in your hand? You know, like a staff and throw it on the ground. It becomes a snake. Um, and Moses ran, which I think is really wise, you know, <laughs> when you see a snake, but then picks it back up and it's a staff. But, but just like, like just bring to me what's in your hand and trust me and, and watch what I can do. It's like the loaves and the fishes, right? You know, 
Um, or, or like in, uh, like you said in the verses you just read, you know, like I can't speak no good, you know, I, I can't do this. And, um, and God's like, okay, like I'll give you Aaron, you know, and I'll, I'll help you both what to say. And like, I, I think God, um, he, he's understanding to a point, like, um, we can go to him, you know, with, with our, our insecurities. Um, but, but uh, you also see in this passage it, that, he kind of there, there's a point where like um, he'll he'll receive those and he'll tolerate those as long as we continue to be obedient. But at some point, it, he kind of loses patience with with Moses, you know, because um, it says that God got angry with Moses in verse 14. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, you know, and then even in verse 24, which I don't understand of chapter four, when Moses stopped at a lodging place, God was about to kill him. You know, and then there's this foreskin thing that saves them, you know. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I, I think God, like, understands our our insecurities and our, our doubts. And um, but as long as we're continuing to, to move into obedience and move forward is one thing. But when we allow it to like when it prevents us from from stepping into what he's asking us to do, like he, he loses patience. And um, that was a stark reminder to me, like. Yes, there's some things I feel inadequate for and unqualified for, but yet I feel like God's calling me to do it, like to trust him, to bring what's in my hand and to trust him with it. And, and I think that's my application for today is, you know, if this is God's word for me today, how will I obey it? It's um, to, 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 to trust what he's given me and to give it to him and to, to let him do what he's going to do and um, to keep moving forward in, in the next step of obedience uh, and to not talk myself out of it, because um, I am not enough, and I am inadequate, but He's enough, and He's adequate for me. Um, and to 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 just move forward with with courage. Yeah, mm. I like that. I was just gonna. Um, I had the same thing that God equips us in verses eleven and twelve. Um, this is what it says in Exodus four: The Lord said to him, "Who gave human beings their mouths?" Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Mm. Well, I think that's a great word to end on today. Like, listeners, go. Whatever it is the Lord is, is calling you to, take a step, go, and trust that the Lord will help you. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.